magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 536. Uh, Fresh off of a pre-show discussion about mac and cheese, um, here we are with uh, some more great content for you. Hey, you know what? You forgot to mention, uh, please review this fucking podcast on... Uh, whatever you listen to it on because what has yeah. happened kind of quit bugging people for time. reviews so what has happened is like yeah. the only people that have been motivated to reviews are like trolls mm-hmm. <laughs> i looked it up recently and uh yeah so just leave we had us- a lot of um i mean things have calmed down in recent years but back in the day tetracade had some mega haters and um they discovered that a good way to speak their mind was to leave iTunes reviews on our podcast. Yeah. And so, um, well, one of the, I, I, I recognize points, the, I recognize all the names. I know exactly who they are. Oh, totally. Um, various points throughout the decade. Plus we've been doing this show. Um, we've asked people to try and drown those out with some good reviews. So if you like our podcast and you like us as people, um, shoot us a good review and push those, I mean, if, you, reviews if down. you leave a bad review, at least make it funny or something, not just like angry. Yeah, at least if, put some actual criticism in there. <laughs> not um, just I was banned from the forums unfairly because, uh, you know, so-and-so. Eli's a jerk. Yeah, um, I accept that. I, Eli, yeah, we know Eli's a jerk. Yeah. You don't have to put <laughs> it in writing. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> Tell me something I don't know, um, troll um yeah so anyway i got a st- i feel like we should start the show kicking off uh with stray chat because i feel like that's going to be the game that's yes. played by people this weekend i know it's not a mobile thing we can kind of talk about because it it's not, i've been playing on steam deck so hey steam deck well now I'm, I'm anxious to hear because i almost bought it immediately i had it on my wish list for a while and then I, it's kind of weird like i had it on my wish list a while ago like oh cool like a cat open world game like i like the that idea and then for whatever reason like the last week that has become like the topic du jour, like the, the cat game. game just everybody is talking about. Yeah. It's like trending on Twitter several different times. And yeah. Stuff. So um, <clears throat> if, you, if you haven't heard this game, it's called Stray. Um, I'm sure. Like, I don't know how you'd be online without knowing about this thing right yeah. now. Cause it's like, yeah. it's the game with the, the cover arts, the like cat with the backpack, you know, uh, yeah, actually like, real looking cat. So it's on PS4, PS5. Uh, and I, think just pc i don't think it's on xbox i'm pretty oh, sure I'm it's just sure. playstation and pc I'm, I'm playing on the steam deck it runs yeah fine on the steam deck i don't know it seems so that's weird well, i was so. gonna <clears throat> i wanted to ask you about that because it seems that um it's split on the steam deck subreddit yeah as to whether I don't that know. game runs well or not i feel like the problem with the steam deck subreddit it is attracted a the like 50 50 audience <laughs> well right so i think it's attracted like a 50 50 audience of People are just like really excited to just play PC games on the go and just really like yeah. the Steam Deck and think it's cool. You know, like basically people like us, you know. Yeah. And then the other fifty percent are these like very hardcore PC gamer types that like 
are, you know, always just looking for things to like pick at. How and, dare the casuals come into our realm? You know, it's like, I, I don't know. Cause I, I loaded up on, on uh, the Steam Deck. I was like, man, this is really cool. I can like play yeah. like new release stuff and still have it run well. Yeah. Because like yeah. what I was kind of imagining with the Steam Deck was like, um, okay, cool. I'll be able to play my backlog stuff. I don't really be, expect to be able to play anything new, but like Maybe I got like so a many... game from 2018 or yeah, something. Yeah, if you're yeah. lucky. But it's like, I got yeah. so many games on the Steam, on my Steam backlog that like even if i yeah. only ever play those i'll be happy with this thing right same yeah. so it's really cool to be, to be able to play new stuff that comes out but i guess like yeah um the people complaining about it are because like the way it runs on the steam deck is in like a lower resolution that's in like scaled up or mm-hmm. whatever but like it's one of those games that's like so stylized and stuff that it's not like hyper realistic mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, like it's it's got this kind of like um a lot of uh sort of like bloom effects around like lighting and stuff to just kinda like yeah. give the whole thing sort of this like um kind of like blurry, like cyberpunk dystopia kind of yeah. like look to it. So I think like the art style might go a long way in kind of like mm-hmm. hiding um the fact that maybe it's not as crisp as like people would want it to be. But again, I've only um, played yeah. it on the Steam Deck. I haven't played it on my real pc or any yeah. consoles or anything like that so i don't really have a basis for don't ruin it for yourself um what was that game that was like the first person ninja parkour game mirror's edge out? no not mirror's edge it was newer it came out in like the last year or two but that was the same sort of style where i that was one of the games i played on the steam deck oh i know what that, you're talking um, about i can i i can imagine the screenshots but i, I don't ghost I don't, runner does maybe? that sound right um but anyway uh that game, same sort of style type thing where you don't really lose anything if it's a little bit yeah. like digitized looking. <laughs> like, I wonder if, if the people that, you know, are kind of upset about some stuff like this aren't like, so one of the really cool things about Steam Deck is um, it uses the Steam cloud stuff. So like, mm-hmm. it's really seamless to like play something on the Steam Deck and then go out on your PC yeah. and kind of like vice versa. Like that works really well. Um, and I've only, I don't remember what game I was playing on. I think the... The the two major factors for the Steam Deck that really make it like unlike anything before is that um, Steam OS is a very it's not perfect but it's a really good like front end to not have to dick around with normal PC gaming junk. Um, or you can, but you don't really have to, right? Like you can just play yeah. verified games only and and have a pretty good time, comparable to something like a console. Um, that irks people for some reason. And then the other huge win for the Steam Deck is the suspend feature, which oh, yeah. has never, never worked well. Even on like my Win Max, it's like a probably like 70 30 split as to whether a game would stay where it was if you closed the lid of the little laptop, mm-hmm. right? Um, because Windows games weren't really designed for that sort of stuff. Windows wasn't really designed for that. So um, being able to just suspend a game and then come back to it hours or days later and be right where you were just like the switch i mean that was a huge thing with the switch and a huge thing with like your mobile phone or or tablet too um that suspend is just invaluable so those are the two things because i see a lot of people be like oh my god i love the steam deck like i've been playing so many games and it's like so cool to have games on the go and all the stuff and then there will be people that are like oh i guess laptops aren't a thing you know not the same at all like it's those are the really differentiating factors. Like, yeah, you could play a PC game portable for decades now, if I guess, but like, it's not, it's not the same, you know? Yeah. So I don't know why people are 
Yeah, I had a uh, I had an old school gaming PC like when or an old school gaming laptop when that was mm-hmm. kind of like becoming a new concept almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think weighed like sixteen pounds. It had a battery that lasted <laughs> like, like I should not minutes. like yeah. If it lasted an hour, you're doing good. <laughs> right. The charger was right. fucking huge. I mean, it sucked, yeah. you know. But like yeah. But I think I think the reason uh, to, to get back to what I was saying, I think the reason you see such harsh criticisms of the visuals and some stuff and on the Steam Deck is because like like if I went from playing something on you know, like my pretty good reasonably new gaming pc that's true you know on max yeah. settings right and then you load it up on the steam deck and it's like oh it's lower resolution like not as much visual stuff yeah. like i could see you be yeah. like oh this sucks this looks way worse but right i don't right. care i mean that's sort of a that's sort of a failure of your own expectations though yeah. right like i mean that's if the thing with like that. the switch and like the witcher port right like people looked at that like right oh the draw distance is so shitty and oh this game looks yeah. so bad it's like just run on a fucking switch dude like basically yeah. <laughs> a five-year-old Android tablet you're playing this thing on, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't get it. I guess I can, I, I'm fully open to nitpicking the Steam Deck and talk, calling out things that it could improve at or whatever. But like, um, I think it's like a, it's, it's, somebody got a really big argument on the, the Reddit the other day that was, Somebody was like, this thing is revolutionary. And this guy was just like, it's not revolutionary. That's I really only look at the Steam Deck subreddit just to like see the posts every yeah. now and again. They're like, hey, this game yeah. works really good on the Steam Deck. It's on sale. Kind of There's thing, a lot right? of good, funny stuff, like good information posts on there, too. Yeah. You really have to just avoid the dumpster fire potential ones. Yeah. But um. But anyway, so Stray. So, so Stray like is Stray. really good. It's um, okay. I think the best way to describe it is like, um, and I think we had this pretty much exact conversation surrounding like the secret spider, the secret of Bryce Manor, mm-hmm. um, is that you're, you're playing as a cat, right? <clears throat> but you're playing mm-hmm. as a cat, like as a human, right? Which is kind of interesting because like they're, you know, like as you play, you're like following signs and like trying to like kind of figure out what's going on in this game world. Right. But mm-hmm. In actuality, like you're just a cat that's like trying to get back to like your cat friends because you got, you know, separated at the start of the game. Uh, That's like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I should caveat this with I'm only like maybe two and a half hours in or something like that. So I'm early on still. Um, But yeah, your cat doesn't seem to be like sentient or really like a special cat or anything like that, which like is just giving me like those vibes of like how clever Spider was because you know, at the end of the day, you're playing as a spider and your goal as a spider was to just like catch bugs. Right. But as a human, yeah, right. you're like, Oh weird. Like what's this like ring in this drain? And like, what's yeah, this yeah, like yeah. weird smash picture? And like, yeah. And I feel like stray, um, kind of like pulls at those sort of similar things, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like in general, you're just doing cat things, but yeah, there's more going on beyond that. Yeah. Like, like you, um, so so hmm. so far um yeah you just do cat stuff you know, like jump around like try to you just solve like very 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 basic puzzles that usually involve like knocking things over or mm-hmm. like carrying mm-hmm. something somewhere hmm. um and then you uh kind of get this like little like robot buddy that acts as kind of like this really light inventory system that is kind of hmm. how the game introduces a few more puzzle mechanics like finding hmm. keys and you know, using, using keys on stuff and like similar sort of like, oh, I need to like find this item or get this item and then bring it over here to unlock the next part kind of thing. Mm. But, but so far that seems to be about it. Mm. And it's pretty cool. Cause you're like a, a lot like spider, you're kind of in this like weird world and you're just like trying to figure out 
like what happened and like why yeah, yeah. um you know why you're just in this like like ghost city and mm-hmm. all this other stuff mm-hmm. and i don't i mean i'm not far enough along to know if that's ever really answered and if it's not yeah. that's fine too i think that's cool if it's not you know like well people have been raving about this one i heard a lot of good things about it i my only i only pause because somebody some people have been saying it doesn't run well in the steam deck even yeah, though it's verified i got um, no problems with how it runs on the steam I don't deck. Know, i might i might just go for it yeah and but, it was uh, yeah, it was one really of those games like it. i i have a, a text thread with a, a friend of mine talking about this where, where mm-hmm. they're like dude you gotta mm-hmm. play straight it's so good and i was like man man like i've got I've got like 50 games installed on my fucking Steam Deck right now. Probably like <laughs> half of those I haven't even launched once. I was like, I'm right. not going to buy any more like launch day Steam yeah. games. Like I'll just wait for yeah. this to go on sale or something and pick it up then. And But I that just, one, like, how can you resist? It. And then, yeah, I, I was like, well, my concern was that, um, you know, it seems like when a game reaches this level of like presence oh. in the online like zeitgeist or whatever, it becomes very acceptable to start spoiling it inside mm-hmm. of like a week, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, as originally I was just like, okay, cool. I'll just wishlist this and, you know, get it later and all this stuff. Right. But it's, it kind of seems like if you care about playing this game, you need to play it soon. Yeah. For that happens like, a lot. The twist yeah. in the game, if there is one turns into like a meme, you know, the cat's actually a dog. Spoiler. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, but really good, and um, yeah. The other thing people are upset about this game is apparently it's only like five or six hours long, which like that's great. Perfect. I, yeah, more of that, please. <laughs> yeah, because like um, so another thing that I've been doing with the Steam Deck was uh, installing all, all the different kind of like launchers, you know. Because mm-hmm, I watched mm-hmm. like a YouTube video on how to do it to get the um, uh, the Ubisoft Connect thing installed. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to fiddle around mm-hmm. with an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty easy to get going. Like it's, mm. you know, you kind of, it's way I hooked up a keyboard and mouse just to make it way easier, yeah. but like you basically just, mm. uh, you know, switch over to desktop mode, download the installer, add it as a non steam game to steam, yeah. run it yeah. once. And then you go in like the only trick that you have to do in like every YouTube video on this, like shows it is you just have to like change the executable from the installer to like the thing that was installed. So yeah. that just takes a little bit like, you know, a minute of noodling around in the file system, yeah. basically. And then if you want yeah. to get fancy, you can add custom art or whatever else to it. Yeah. But then once like you do that, fancy. it just, like works, you know, I was yeah. like totally blown away that by the fact that like, it took like maybe five minutes of fucking around to get yeah. the Ubisoft connect thing installed and me downloading Assassin's Creed. And then just waiting for that <laughs> to download. And then that just worked with like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it like, should. Right? Yeah. No configuration or anything. Cause I don't know. Like I, um, I really would not have been at all surprised if it was like, okay, well, the Steam Deck verified stuff works pretty good, but anything outside of that is just going to be like, you know, right. uh, you know yeah. nothing. You know, no man's Which again, I'd still be fully happy oh, yeah, yeah. with that. But, but the fact <laughs> be that you busy just, for like, days. download these other launchers and just like have yeah. them like launching inside of Steam on the Steam Deck in game mode after yeah. a couple minutes of configuring them on the, it's, I don't know, it's really cool. Like again, It really is just a little PC. Remain super happy with the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. Oh well, we didn't even talk about that. But did, so, did you end up getting yours on Saturday? The laughter day after we recorded last week. Yeah, didn't was that last week or the week before? That was last week that you were supposed to get oh, yeah, it the no, next I day. Up, I ended up getting it. It worked really cool because I um um before I shipped it off, I transferred all my games over to my SD card, and that 
mm-hmm. also just worked. I just turned it on, that back logged in, in plug it in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. You got 42 games installed. I was like, yeah, <laughs> all right. That's unexpected. Yeah, I had a, I had, so I had the review unit Steam Deck in February, March timeframe and um, ended up buying a one terabyte card at that time too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I know I'm going to get my own Steam Deck and want this. And um, I had a few games on it. And then I had a few games that I had been playing that don't support cloud saves. And so when it t- came time to uh, wipe that thing and send it off to Mikhail, I was like, transferred those games to the sd card hoping the data save data would transfer with it yeah, and that it? when i get the new steam deck um it didn't it didn't work i lost the save data on two games which wasn't a huge deal but it was games that i like playing with my kids so we had to kind of start over like castle of illusion which is like oh yeah no big deal but um it worried me because i also i had already put like a bunch of roms and stuff on there from from the emulators and things like that. I probably had it like half filled. And um, so when I got the new, when I got my normal Steam Deck a month ago or whatever, and then I just took that SD card and just stuck it in and was like, we'll see what happens. Cause like that was from an SD card from a Steam Deck. There had been like a dozen software updates since then to Steam OS or or whatever. Um, So I sort of like waiting for something to go wrong. and it didn't. It like loaded up fine. I, I I lost those save games, but like other than that, all everything was still fine. All the ROMs were in the right paths and things like that. Like everything seemed to be working fine. And then everything from the SSD side would seem to be working fine too. They seem to be working fine with each other. And um, I just got to thinking, like, I feel like this can't be right. Oh, I know, right? right? So I was like, you know, like I formatted this SD card with a super older version of SteamOS, and this one is way more updated. Like I just felt like something has to be wrong here. And so since I didn't, all I really had was like the ROMs on there that took a little bit of time to transfer over. Nothing more than that. I decided to reformat it (laughs) with my new Steam Deck and start over. Which is probably unnecessary, but I was just surprised it worked in the first yeah. place instead of being like, man, the file systems are off or, you know, something. Um, instead, it just all worked fine. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was interesting. Like, again, just really surprised how easy and it is and how well stuff works. Because like, so I don't I don't remember what I, I was trying to, it was one of these launchers, I think maybe the Blizzard launcher or something like that it was just kind of like, it was the only one that was like working kind of shitty and people were like, oh, you just need the the proton ge or whatever the um right and i was like oh man like i don't want to get involved in like changing around like crazy like system files to get like different versions of proton and all this stuff but it was like, was like a right click yeah it was like oh you just yeah you just in, need to yeah. install like this little proton updater app and then you just click yeah. like yeah i want the proton ge and it like yeah. just worked yeah. I and mean, it was like i can't believe it. i think it's a um combination of valve being incredibly cool with you like doing stuff like that and, and giving you the options and and the ability to do that but also combination of um linux being pretty awesome i think the steam decks opened a lot of people's eyes to linux and i've always shied away from it because you just hear it's like so hardcore and you need to know all this stuff and blah blah yeah. blah but I mean, that can be true for a lot of versions of Linux, but there's a lot out there that are super user-friendly and basically, like the one that ships with, uh, is it Arch or whatever it's called, the one that ships on the Steam Deck for desktop mode, it's essentially Windows. Like if you want to do something and you think of how you might do it in Windows, it's probably basically the same. And yeah, so the folders are named something different. You, you might just yeah. need to follow a guide for like where what you're looking for lives. And yeah, it's easy. Enough, so I, you know? I wonder how much of this stuff, too, is just because Linux is just a really streamlined and like 
friendly, you know, operating system compared to something like Windows, it would be like, hold on, there's all these red flags. You got an SD card from a different unit yeah, and we got to yeah, cross check that with this or the yeah, licenses yeah. and it, you know, whatever like all kinds of like DRM stuff that breaks. Yeah. And, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, yeah. but, uh, pretty cool. I love Well, it. do you have in your <laughs> list of stories to talk about anything about the, um, live, uh, live a live or live alive, or I don't know how you pronounce it. The, the new switch game that just came out this week. I've been saying live a live a live. I don't know what it is. That's how I say it in my head. This is another game um, that like everyone's they, talking about how good it is. Yeah, they um, Nintendo did send us a code for it, and that has been passed on to Sean, mm. who uh, him him and Mikhail seem to know about this game. I don't yeah. know anything about it, so it looks really cool. Uh, it's it's an, like stray. Like it seems like everyone that's mentioning it is talking about how good it is. I just I haven't. I I just can't. They're <laughs> like. You know, big no, in-depth RPG. Like I just, I yeah. have too much stuff to play. Like I know, yeah, I know that I'm not going to play it. Or if I do, I will play the first two hours yeah. and promptly forget <laughs> everything when I go yeah. to actually replay it. And but I've heard really. Well, this really is good a uh, this is a remake of an old game from what yeah, I some like right? old JRPG that never got a yeah. um, North American hmm. release or English translation. I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, Super Famicom game. So um, that's interesting. I always, man, you see a lot more of that nowadays. I feel mm-hmm. like a untranslated old school game gets brought out worldwide and becomes super popular. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm curious to hear what Sean thinks. I'm, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's just like stray. It's like the only thing yeah. you you see about it is how good it is. So right, right. I don't well, know. I'm sure he'll have a review in the next uh, week or so. I guess I could guess. always just dust off my switch and. Yeah, but who wants to play a Switch anymore? <laughs> um, <laughs> I do, actually. I have so many Switch games I still want to play. Um, so speaking of Sean, we could jump into the stories of the week because I have sure. a Sean-related story. We yes. can segue right into it. Yes. Um, so this week, there was a little bit of uh, drama um, surrounding a Switch game that came out that was a very blatant mini Metro ripoff. And um, Sean, it's funny, like behind the scenes in our chats and stuff like that. And like, you know, you'll definitely, or, you know, on John's Twitter, you'll see him bitching about things like this all the time. Like, Oh my God, what are they letting into the eShop? Like it's Mm -hmm. basically becoming app store 2.0. It's this terrible, like unity engine asset flip car simulator, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know it. And it's totally true. And I felt like this for, at least a, a couple of years now where you're just like, what is Nintendo letting on in the eShop? It used to be like, yeah. hey, here's big AAA games and here's a lot of really good indie games and then no real like junk. But man, that has been changing a lot. Yeah, see, like, I, um, I don't know, like a lot of these, well, I don't know about a lot of these, but like where I used to be able to give like Nintendo and other platforms kind of the benefit of the doubt is when it's like someone comes along and like clones a kind of like niche indie game that it's kind of realistic to not really know about or yeah you know, it was like one of those things where it was like blatantly cloned but it was like the original was cloned from like mm-hmm. got 10 downloads and no one knew about it or anything like that yeah. like, then i can be like okay cool but like man this mini metro one is so unbelievably shameless and that's a pretty yeah. well-known game i would think well i remember way back in the day this is kind of one of the on the forefront of the clone controversies was um 
I wrote about ninja fishing. Oh, yeah. Arcade, That's what I was thinking is the ninja fishing. Not knowing about fishing. radical fishing oh, yeah, at all. Yeah. And so um, I had just never heard of it. I mean, it was definitely kind of a niche thing. It was it was popular in like the indie cool developer circles or whatever. But I, I never played it. I never played Flash games, whatever. And so when I saw ninja fishing, I was like, what a cool idea. Like I wrote about the game all positive and stuff. And man, just got piled on. Oh, yeah. Because um, wasn't a ridiculous fishing or whatever was uh it was started as a weird flash game right like yeah it was started as radical fishing and or, then, yeah sorry um, that's what i meant ridiculous fishing didn't come for a number of years partly they say because they were so butthurt over the ninja fishing clone debacle or whatever but also um i don't know like i didn't know about it you know what i mean like yeah. i you know I mean, would have sure probably mentioned yeah that. Sure, there's all sorts of situations like that where it's like oh weird this game on Newgrounds from 2003 is very similar to this new thing. And it's like, okay, well, well, a lot of people, like, uh, a lot of people got butthurt in the similar fashion when, um, tiny wings became big because it was a quote unquote clone of the super weird, never heard of it flash game. That was kind of like a similar idea. Yeah. Um, and I think the tiny wings guy came out and said like, Oh yeah, I knew about that game. That was, I, it inspired me to make this. Yeah. Which that's kind of how it should work, yeah, right? Like I, I you should always, be inspired to make your own spin on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always thought but, that that was like the the best way to kind of handle this kind of thing because it like really just shut people down when it was like, oh yeah, no, totally, I love this game. Like I just I yeah. loved the one you're talking about, and like I yeah. wanted to make my own because I liked it so much. So I did like a couple things that I thought was cooler, <laughs> and like yeah. it always seems like when that's your approach, like it just shuts everyone up. Is like, oh, oh shit, okay, yeah. well. I guess if, you know, you're trying to make a more fun version of this thing that you like and you're not just yeah, stealing or, it. Yeah, or even on the credit screen or something, be like, I was really inspired by this so-and-so game or yeah. whatever. Um, I guess the ninja fishing thing gets, it's it's just tricky because did that person that made it add enough to it to make it their own or was it, and it's such a unique gameplay concept of like fishing and then tossing in the mm-hmm. air and shooting it. So it's like... Um, very obvious where you got that inspiration from. I don't think he credited anybody or anything like that. So maybe that was part of the rub, but also like nobody would have known ridiculous fishing had been in the works and was going to come to mobile or anything yeah. like that. <clears throat> exactly. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's always a complicated situation. I, I definitely, it's one of those things where I think it's valid to say, like, I don't, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it type thing. And so this mini Metro ripoff. There's no redeeming quality to this. Like this is a full blown ripoff yeah. of mini Metro. And then I've seen a few people argue like, Oh, well that's like the, you know, official subway uh, map, like design, you know, language that they're using in mini Metro. So why isn't that a ripoff and whatever? And it's kind of like, and eh, no, like not really like, you know, dinosaur polo club who made mini Metro in the first place, like very obviously, made a game built around that aesthetic sure but it's like their own game has a lot of their own stuff going on this clone version really copies down to like some of the really finer details mm-hmm. um and sort of like meaningless details of of how things look and and behave in the game and so yeah i feel like it gets the big rubber stamp that it's a clone and not in a good way um so anyway, he was bitching around on Twitter and stuff like that. And I was, and he's generally bitching about the crap that gets let through in the eShop or whatever. And so I was like, hey, if you want to write a thing about that, feel free. So um, he did kind of pointing out the mini Metro ripoff, but also some of the other ripoffs we've come across. And then um, if you read the Switch Arcade Roundup every day, um, every single day, 
just about in the new releases section, there's some sort of like car wash simulator, uh, SEO title, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid or, uh, unity uh, power engine. wash, power washer simulator. Yeah. Like, like basically you just whatever. need to look at like what the, like look at the top list on steam and inside yeah. of like a week or two, you have a very bad clone on the switch. Yeah. yeah that's very true. So it's super annoying and it needs to be, um, I think it's something that needs to be addressed. And so actually when um, Dinosaur, Polo, Dinosaur Polo Club uh, reached out to Sean after seeing his tweet or seeing his story about, you know, calling this thing a clone or whatever um, and saying like, yeah, you know, we support people being inspired by our work or whatever, but there's also like a fine line and we don't think stealing is good and we would take, we can take, you know, legal action if we think it's necessary. Um, so I don't know if they were like specifically saying they wanted to take legal action against this person and this particular mini Metro clone or not, or I mean, what's it's going also on. But kind of one of these things where it's like, um, yeah, I, I just like, don't know what benefit there is in like blowing this up to a bigger thing. And because like mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how the eShop works specifically, but like a lot of these yeah. stores are like algorithmically based where they just show stuff more yeah. that's down, being downloaded or is being sold or whatever because they think yeah. it's relevant content, you know? So like if you, yeah. like if they launch this big legal battle with these guys and it like turned in all yeah. the stories and stuff, people will be downloading the game, check it out. And maybe, yeah. And it just seems to me that there's a better, ch- and I, I know that it sucks to do nothing because yeah. it feels like you're giving up, right? But at the same time, you know, given two parallel paths of like just ignoring this game exists, how yeah. many downloads does it get versus That's like true. turning into this like giant thing, yeah. making sure that everyone knows about it and, and everything yeah. else. Like, yeah, I've actually thought about um, talking to Sean about that too, because I feel like he has a need inside to be thorough and yeah. complete. And so he includes a lot of these really shitty games in the new releases section that I'm sometimes, I, I would do that with, um, the iOS game, the weekly new release list or whatever, like I can't really, you don't have time to judge on like, is this game good or is it bad? And I'll include it if it's good, you know, yeah. like you can't do that. But I think from a glance, you can really look and be like, okay, this is, you know, car wash simulator, 50,000. You look at the guy's like app store account and that's all he's done is released dozens upon dozens mm-hmm. of these like same engine asset flip games or whatever. Well, and the worst part I is feel too, confident just skipping that. Sort yeah. Of thing, right? But the worst part is too, like sometimes you have ones that slip through where it's like they're, they're pulling oh, yeah. all like different, like, you know, just free unity assets. And it's just kind of like the screenshots are assembled in a way where it's like, Oh, this looks like a cool racing seems, game. Seems fine. Yeah. But totally. in actuality, it's like the jankiest bullshit on the yeah. planet and like barely works. And Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I don't have the capacity to really do quality control on what gets included in that list or not, but I feel like there's a sniff test you can do, yeah. and that weeds out a lot of these types of things. And I think um, Sean could totally do that with the Switch stuff too, and just be like, you know what, these repeat offenders, especially yeah. that are very obviously like re-releasing basically the same games over and over. Yeah. Um, the whole thing's you know, kind just of amazing. just ignore them. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing's kind of amazing to you because I remember when the Switch was new. Um, we had all these like, you know, different mobile publishers we were really friendly with Mm -hmm. or like publishers had a big presence on mobile, but also did stuff on like PC and console and stuff that, um, Mm -hmm. Nintendo was being real weird about giving them dev kits Mm -hmm. because they, with the reasoning being like, oh yeah, we don't want like kind of like mobile game junk on the eShop. Like, you know, are you really going to release good games kind of thing? 
Right. And now it's yeah. like, you know, a few years later, it's like pff, floodgates are open. Who gives a shit? The floodgates are open for sure. Um, which sucks because you see what happened to the iOS app store and Android app store and just mobile in general. And you'd like to think that wouldn't happen on the switch, but it's already there. There's already too much junk to even sort through. Yeah. It doesn't help that the eShop sucks to navigate. And, um, you know, at least on like a mobile phone, it's very quick and easy to just scroll past a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Um, not so much on the switch. And I used to be like daily check in on the switch. So just to see what's new on the eShop and add some things to the wish list, whatever. And you try and do that now, and it's just like a painful process of trying to load the different games. And um, it's just not worth it 99% yeah. of the time. Because, you know, it's any all, given week, there could be like dozens of games, which it's still not the volume of like mobile, but it's a lot. But I still think it's manageable enough that there could be an a extra uh, quality control layer on Nintendo's part to be like, well, wait a minute. Like what is, what benefit are you giving anybody by releasing this game? You've already had 32 car wash simulators. Do you need a 33rd? Um, so I don't know. It's, it's super frustrating, but um, if you want to read Sean ranting on that, he uh, has written up a nice article about it. I don't know what the solution is, but I know that it's nowadays. I'm just like, I mean, this I'll just buy the the random games on Switch that people are like talking about that I know yeah. are good. Like, I'm not going to hunt through the store for stuff anymore. The solution is Nintendo needs to do something, or Nintendo needs to care. And until they don't, it's I probably so. just not yeah. worth worrying about because it's out of out yeah. of your hands. You know, like I don't yeah, know. pretty much. But it does clutter up the store, and it's already a sucky store to try and navigate. So it just makes it that much worse. Um, but anyway, that was a kind of a drama bomb this week. That leads into another kind of drama bomb of the week. A lot of drama. Is that um, <laughs> out of nowhere with no sort of heads up or anything like that, um, Apple added a section to Apple Arcade that's called Leaving Apple Arcade Soon. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it has 15 different games in it that are all leaving sometime. There's no dates associated with it or anything like that. Um, it's just a section of a lot of pretty good games that are going to not be part of Apple Arcade um, at some point, and nobody knows when that point is. I mean, I'm sure the developers and stuff know, and Apple knows, but we, as the gamer part, don't know. So um, a lot of really good games in there that uh, kind of suck to lose, and it's kind of like, um, I guess, rush out, and if you haven't played these yet, play them while you can or whatever well presumably um, the the vibe here though is that like this is apple indicating like hey there's just gonna be rotating content in this so like these games are yeah. going out we got new <sighs> games coming in and i don't really have a problem with that because that's how every subscription system I mean, works, that's how game right? pass so, works like, and no one gets mad game that, pass like, works, but the difference with game pass is like hey at the end of july these games won't be there so play them while you can oh also you can just buy them outright if you want you yeah, know and yeah. you have that option and you don't hear it's sort of like play them on Apple Arcade or maybe not play them again at all. Who knows? We don't yeah. really know where some of these games are going to end up. Although um, that's sort of the second article that Mikhail wrote about that. The first one was just kind of a list of the games that are leaving. Um, and his next article was sort of like, well, what's going to happen to these games once they're gone? And um, we've already seen a few developers talking about it on like Twitter, Discord or whatever. Yeah. Um, basically saying like, yeah, once we're not 
locked in. Like our contracts with Apple are up. So now we're not locked in. Yeah, I was kind of surprised um, how freely some people were kind of like talking about the details. Because that's like really not something I don't know if often. they got a phone call about that later on from Apple or something like that. Or I don't know, maybe the contract's up, the secretiveness is up. I don't know. But um, there has been some indication that some of these games, some of these developers want to put their games on other services like PlayStation yeah. Plus or Game Pass or... Um, yeah, the, like reading between the lines on this one with, you know, what you've seen people saying in Discord and on Twitter and stuff, which again, kind of surprising to see developers uh, yeah. even hinting about details of the Apple contracts yeah. is, um, yeah, so they got licensed for three years. So like the, yeah, and they just sense. didn't get renewed. And now well, yeah, and that's the, the other interesting thing is that it's, it's, if it could, it could be Apple didn't want to renew their contract or the developer didn't want to renew or yeah. both or whatever. So, yeah. um, it's not it's in some cases I kind of look at it as like, oh man, these developers want to get out of arcade. But sometimes I think it might be Apple being like, you know, we're you can go. Like we're not gonna renew your contract. Yeah, so I don't know. It's take it's your a, game and, and go. It's a weird one too, because like the other kind of grump that I've um have seen people being kind of like weirdly public about is um like how when your game is in Apple Arcade, they're like weirdly controlling over how you market your game. Because uh, it needs to be yeah. marketed like as part of Apple Arcade, not as your individual game, I guess. Yeah. So like I could see a situation where like you because because some of these games are kind of like the the games that are in like the back of the movie store that, you know, never get any kind of featuring or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Where mm-hmm. it's just kind of mm-hmm. like you got to know they're there to know that they're there. And yeah. like if you can't promote them, then maybe like it makes sense. So you'd be like, well, OK, well, I'm just going to try it like go at my own or like get this on game pass or yeah. something weird like that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it's all, it was all really new three years ago when all these people signed up. Right. So we know in a lot of cases, I mean, I'm sure there could be differences or whatever, but in at least some cases, um, developers got a flat upfront fee for their game for the contract and then also ongoing royalties or whatever. And so um, I wouldn't be surprised if like a lot of these games didn't do what people thought was going to happen and you can imagine apple peddling their service around trying to you know recruit developers to it and stuff being like oh man it's gonna be this premium awesome thing and like um you know games not available anywhere else and all this stuff and you're probably thinking like yeah that sounds really cool i want my game on it because obviously it's going to get played by millions of people that have iphones and it kind of seems like that hasn't been the case and especially with apple kind of pivoting to the more like free to play but not free to play style of game on Apple Arcade. So um I could see a lot of people having like the best hopes and dreams for this sort of thing when it, they first f- signed the contracts and then now 3 years later being like man nobody I could see yeah, the downloads there's nothing. What I've always wondered too and I don't know if they've ever really seen stats. I don't follow the investor calls very closely or any of that stuff. So man maybe they have yeah. come out but like uh what the difference would be between people that have the people that specifically subscribe to Apple Arcade versus people that yeah. would have access to Apple Arcade via the, yeah. um, Apple, the Apple one thing. thing. Cause it wouldn't yeah, surprise that's... me if like, you know, the part of the way that Apple would, uh, kind of like approach this with, you know, negotiating with developers is like, Oh, we've got, you know, X million subscribers with most of those probably yeah. being Apple one people. And, yeah. you know, I guess the same question would be true of like how many Apple one subscribers like engage with the Apple fitness stuff. Right, 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 right. You know, because like I, so I, I don't subscribe to the Apple one because I, I, I like buy the bigger iCloud package or whatever. And it's, it, at least last time I looked at, it, you couldn't like customize how much iCloud space you got. 
Yeah. So I was like, well, this just makes sense for me to like do like a la carte stuff. But like, yeah, I, I don't really watch any of the Apple TV stuff. So I would basically just have it for, for me, it would yeah. be Apple Arcade and iCloud, you know? Yeah. And really would be really curious to see what kind of like the split is on that. Yeah. That's, that's really my reasoning too, is like, um, it, Apple music, if you subscribe to that and it's 10 bucks a month, um, five extra dollars gets you Apple TV with, they had a lot of good shows. I mean, they've yeah. Apple TV's come a long way in, in being yeah, like I heard nothing but good things service. about it, but I just, I need more yeah, things I hardly to watch. Ever like, it. Yeah. But, um, well, Ted Lasso, I make a point to watch it less. But, it's good. And then, it, but... um, same with, yeah, the iCloud. So we, I used to do the 50 gigs for 99 cents upcharge, stupid. It's, it's still ridiculous that you only get five gigs with iCloud, but, um, you know, a dollar for the 50 gigs to make sure we can do our backups and whatever, like cool. And our photos and whatever. Well, we ran out of that 50 gigs. And the only thing you can do from there is go up to 200 gigs. I think it's two ninety nine a month or something yeah, I think like I'd that. I pay for a terabyte. Does that sound right? Uh, yeah, I think you can get a terabyte or two terabytes actually. So I oh, yeah, two um, terabytes actually. Yeah. So at, at that point, it's sort of like, once you start adding those things up, it's like, okay, for a couple extra dollars, I also get Apple music or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, it took me a long time, but I finally am a big fan of Apple music as my streaming service. And then, um, if you were to do a family version of that, it's like 15 bucks. Right. And so five extra dollars a month, you get TV and arcade and iCloud storage. So me, I would be doing 15 bucks a month plus three bucks for the iCloud. I'm already at 18. Right. So why wouldn't I do the, the Apple one thing? Oh yeah. So okay. So. So looking at their storage tiers now, it's it goes from free at five gigabytes, fifty gigabytes is ninety nine cents, two hundred gigabytes is yeah. two ninety nine, and then you have to go all the way up to two terabytes for ten bucks. Okay. okay, that's how the Apple One plans are structured too. Oh, um, you can you can customize your storage with Apple One now. I thought that was like no, one of but the, de- oh okay. Depending on so you can have the individual <laughs> Apple One plan, which is just you, and it's music, TV, arcade, and fifty gigs of iCloud. The family one is 20 bucks a month, music, TV, arcade, but then 200 gigs of iCloud. And mm-hmm. then Premiere, music, TV, arcade, two terabytes of iCloud, and then you also get the news and fitness things. So, like, you have to How go much Premiere to even 20 30 bucks? bucks a month. 30 bucks, okay. So, hmm. um, yeah, I, so I, I've i never messed with the free trial of, I've never really new? messed with News I feel Plus. Like I didn't even realize No, I think that's how it's always been. Huh. But um, <clears throat> News Plus or Fitness Plus, I've never really messed with the free trials or really cared much about them. But the same deal applies. If you were like really into Apple Fitness or Apple News and you're paying for those individually, it makes sense to just bundle them all into one of these bundles. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of friends and um, Pam too who like <clears throat> have the bundle because it makes sense because they were already getting music and iCloud or whatever. Um who like weren't aware of Apple Arcade. I'm yeah. like, hey, click the arcade thing in App Store. And you can download all those games for free, really, and play them. So I've turned some people onto that. Um, they weren't even aware it was a thing, right? Yeah, all I well, see is like, so I've done similar with with Netflix now. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, oh, the, the Netflix games, yeah, for sure. In Point P, because like, um, you know, I just tell friends, like, oh man, this Point P game is like way better than yeah, has any business being. So yeah. what's that? Oh, you have Netflix, right? Well, you just get it. You're like, wait, the fuck? There's games on Netflix? Yeah. Like, Pull up the Netflix app in the App Store and go to other other apps by developer or whatever. Yeah. And any of those are yours. Um, yeah, it's kind of a nice thing. So anyway, but uh, 
the point being to tie this all back around is that um, I could see a lot of people that initially signed up for this developer wise um, sort of being like bummed that they were like locked in and a lot of these games probably weren't the most popular things around. And I don't know whose fault that is. I know that like the main Apple arcade team that got this up and running. And remember we've talked before about how much buzz there was when this thing first Mm -hmm. launched, most of those people are gone there. I don't think I'm not even sure there's an Apple arcade like team anymore. um, Putting this stuff together. I think it's sort of on autopilot at this point. They have a, a very routine, um, you know, release of, of like one or two new games a month filled out with one or two like plus games and then um, some updates to existing games and things like that. So it's, it's really formulaic now. I think like the days of like big, exciting Apple arcade games uh, might be gone. Although yeah, it's I have hard a story to say though, I mean, later. you know, because Apple <clears throat> as a company just, I mean, they have so much money and so many people using the services that like, it wouldn't surprise me if these games like still even, even if it doesn't seem like there's that much buzz around, like it wouldn't surprise me if they still have like millions of players just because of, like the scale that they yeah. operate at, you know? That's totally true. And I, I would love to know, I wish you could peek into Apple's analytics on all this stuff because like, what's the most played Apple arcade game? It's probably oh, like yeah. Crosswords Plus or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, it would be cool. <clears throat> it, would, it would be how... a neat look at the service, I think. And it's like, I, yeah. I don't know, like that. Yeah. that's one of the, the frustrating things about Apple stuff is just like the culture of secrecy kind of like prevents them. Yeah from yeah. doing these things that I think people would be really interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So I don't know. I, there's a lot of problems with Apple arcade. I think it could be marketed better. And um, I think the game selection is fine. I think they got something for everybody and it's still a good service for the money, but um, yeah, this is a reality is that some of these games are going to be leaving and we don't totally know what's going to happen. Some of them um, various day life is one of the examples of like uh I don't see this going anywhere else, right? Like mm-hmm. this is very dialed in to be an Apple Arcade game, and I can't really see it being like ported to other systems or stuff like I that. I mean, I guess but, like, it wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me to see some of these just like pop up as like, okay, well, these just cost ten bucks now. Like I'm just reopening. Well, it the seems game and, it also you know. seems that um, I think Apple had a support document or something about this that was like, um, or maybe they they just confirmed the details. I think it was a Mac rumor story. But they were basically like, oh yeah, once it's off arcade, you can do, you can re-release it on the app store as a paid game, as a free game, as whatever you want, but not under the same bundle ID. Um, so in that sense, you would have to like, it's not even really rebuying it because it was an arcade game, but yeah. you would have to buy it outright. I don't think save progress will transfer over if that's the case, if it's different bundle IDs. Yeah, so probably not. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's just have to see what happens. I mean, like, yeah, you know, who knows? Like, you know, maybe some developers like, dude, I already made my money on this game. I don't care. I'm just releasing for free. Like that totally, totally that too. Like a lot of these deals that they made with Apple, I think were like, they got us in the black on day one. So yeah. who cares what happens after this? Um, I just hope that uh, like the Tawaga game, I think is really good. Like there's a lot of good games in this list of, of games leaving that yeah. I hope. Aren't yeah. I mean, good, like so. for me, like I just hope that like all these people were like really made whole and stuff because, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we know the developers of most of these games and they're all cool people. And I would right. just hope that yeah. like, you know, their takeaway from this is like, Oh cool. I'm glad I did that. And not like, Oh fucking finally have my game back. Yeah. Like, you know? yeah. I, yeah. And I can't gauge, I, I'm not yeah. I'm really not sure um where that falls so anyway heads up if you do do apple arcade and you haven't noticed this yet go to the leaving soon section and play those games while you can yeah definitely i, worth, I do think 
download them all and playing them just because who knows yeah. what's going to happen to them after, after the fact, you know? I do think while this isn't a surprising thing and it's kind of common with subscription game stuff, um, the messaging could be a lot better from Apple. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's true. At least like put anything, dates on when the games are going to be gone. Right? Like anything to do with Apple and gaming. That's like the common theme is yeah. like, this is really cool, but I wish the messaging was a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, I know like Over the Alps is a really good game that was being released episodically. And there's still an episode that says coming soon, but it's not out yet. And this oh, game's really? due to be gone soon. So that's kind of like Yikes. a bummer situation too, where if you were really invested in that and waiting for the next episode, you have to go play that somewhere else and probably play through it again or, or whatever. I think that game is on Steam already or Switch or something like that. But um, either way, it's like not an ideal situation. So yeah. it would be cool. I, I at least throw the date of when it's going to be removed. So you know how much time you have. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I don't know. We'll just have to um, wait and see because this will be indicative yeah. of how the rest of it's handled. So we get yeah, a good true. data point for, you know, what to expect moving forward. Yeah. Um, real quick, I want to throw this out there. Um, Mikhail put together a list of the best Nintendo Switch OLED specific accessories mm-hmm. to buy. And yes, these are all Amazon affiliate links. Mm-hmm. So read this article and buy some stuff from it using mm-hmm. our links. That would be really cool. Um, also, just thought it was cool to point out like um i think uh i've only ever had the boner nintendo slim case that oh really i, I got a i think l- i have the same case that he lists here and it's I really think nice so it's like one of those like molded hard yeah, case yeah, yeah. type things i only ever wanted um the slimmest smallest one as possible so i've been happy with the nintendo slim. one and it's funny because i used it I bought it with my launch switch and then now it, it, I use it with the OLED switch too. And neither of those things I use very often, but um, now that I've had the deck and I see how like those molded hard cases are actually pretty sweet. um, It's probably a good thing to buy for your switch. I I wish I could find a steam deck case that doesn't look like you're carrying this dorky fucking lunchbox around when you go places, right? Like you're probably not going to do that. I've seen um, somebody made a, uh, you know how like gun cases, you can buy a gun case and it just comes with like a full sheet of foam in it that yeah, you can yeah, cut yeah. to like yeah. your gun specific shape. So I mean, you did that with a briefcase and cut oh, out like geez. a section for the deck and then a section for like a big battery pack and the charger and whatever else. And you do that um, with like one of those aluminum, uh, yeah, what's the brand? Hal- aluminum Halliburton cases <laughs> yeah. and just like have it uh, handcuffed to you when you go out. Totally. Like that would be, oh, that, there's a lot of fun things you could do, but I, I feel like you're not going to get away from having something be giant and bulky because the steam deck is so giant and bulky. Um, but I have seen some um, third party cases for the steam deck that, so the one that valve ships with it um, has like a recessed hole where the hand grooves would be. Right. Yeah. So in the bottom and they put a piece of elastic over it and um, that's recharging basically goes. like, in, unless you're in Europe, I guess those don't fit, oh, yeah. but like the U S car charger can fit in that little nook. And I think that's kind of a cool use for it, or you could stick whatever you want in there. But I've seen some third-party cases that are just a whole case, but that little nook is just on the inside with its own flap. And I feel like that makes so much more sense than having a weird elastic band oh, hopefully yeah, holding know, something yeah, in. Yeah, now that you mentioned that. Because that is, it's the same, like, it's yeah. the same, like, volume. So it wouldn't make it any bigger or, or anything. It would just be like a fun little, like, hidden compartment under where that curve is of the steam deck or whatever. I, I wish it was like that instead of the weird elastic thing, but whatever. <coughs> Anywho, 
um, yeah, some of these Steam Deck accessories, I can super vouch for the um, the 8-bit do uh, Switch Pro controller dealie. Is that how I you pronounce that? I always said 8-bit do. 8-bit do. 8-bit do? I don't know. Uh, good question. How do you pronounce 8, 8-bit do? Um, but the SN30 Pro controller is super good. And um, yeah, some other fun. Uh, I, I'm flirting with the idea of getting one of the Hori Split Pad Pros because they're supposed to be so comfortable. Yeah. Um, I hate playing my Switch with regular Joy-Cons. I know, it's it bad. It awful. So anyway. I, I have the little gripper thing, but it's huge, you know, which I yeah, guess that would be cool. the case if you had this Hori thing too. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It makes it more Steam Deck size. Um, anyway, check out this list. Buy some things from the Amazon links. Enjoy your Switch accessories. Um, Real quick, talking about game uh, subscription services, Into the Breach launched on mobile this week. Uh, um, Netflix. And reviewed it. Thanks, it's got Netflix. a five-star rating from us. And, yes, it's on Netflix. And um, mixed feelings about that because I'm happy it came to mobile, but I also feel like this was a game that should have been on mobile like years ago. It yeah. almost feels like it was designed for mobile. Yeah. Um, this is a game that I so, like. So whatever. For the longest time... <laughs> Uh, so, so this same developer that made FTL, which is one of my fucking absolute favorite games of all time. Like that's the kind of game. Mm-hmm. Like if I got dropped off on a desert Island and all I had was an iPad with FTL and some kind of solar charger, okay I would be like, yeah. okay, cool. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and people always were kind of like, I don't know about like, always asking for like an iPhone version of the game because it was iPad only, you know? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. um, I was just thinking like, I don't know, like might be able to work on the iphone and maybe mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but like this game i think like shows like oh no it's like really just better on ipad like like this game totally yeah. works on the phone yeah but the um just having like the larger touch area of the ipad is just so much better yeah i've se- i've seen that similar um sentiment from people that are like it works it's okay i think in those cases it's it's probably good to have the option you have it on your phone. It's yeah. not ideal, but at least you can play it if all you have is your phone. Right. But it's definitely better on a larger screen. It wouldn't surprise me too if Netflix was like, "No, you have to. It has to be universal, or it has to at least run on the iPhone, not on the iPad." Yeah. If, if you're going to do oh, one I'm or the sh- other, I'm like, sure. I, I would be surprised if they were cool with you just releasing an iPad game, but who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this game's really cool. I played it um, on PC, you know, because I'm a, a huge mm-hmm. fan of these guys, and um, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I think the best way to describe it is kind of like advanced wars but sort of like closer to playing chess almost than yeah yeah um that kind more of like, like puzzle almost like puzzle yeah levels. it's like you're using your your units in kind of like a strategic battle scenario but it's like i don't know it's, it's hard to explain like it it to me kind of feels like games like advanced wars are like i don't know i guess they're both turn-based strategy games right but it's like yeah. Um, Advance Wars. I don't know how to even articulate this. Like this, this seems like more <laughs> like a puzzle game yeah. and less yeah. like a turn-based strategy game. Even though it yeah. like appears to be a turn-based strategy game, right? But I guess yeah. at the same time, it is a turn-based strategy game. So I don't know. Hey, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting? The interesting wrinkle, among many interesting wrinkles of this game, is that you can see the enemy's kind of like next move at all mm-hmm. times. Whereas, like yeah. in Advance Wars and similar games like that, like you kind of have to like kind of guess what they're going to do based on like how you're moving your units and need to be right. like uh just kind of like aware of like what moves they could take yeah whereas like yeah. this is like no this is what these robots you're fighting are going to do so how are you going to 
best position your stuff to yeah. um to deal with that which is interesting because it kind of like puts you in this in this mindset where it's like you're kind of both playing like offense and defense at the same time in a way mm-hmm. yeah. so i don't know really cool game uh, just like ftl really good soundtrack yeah um nothing but good things to say about this a little bit better on the ipad than it is on the iphone but totally playable yeah, yeah. happy it came to mobile and um you know if you don't have netflix I don't know what to tell you. I guess you can't play it on mobile, but uh, the good Netflix news is, is it's available on all cylinders on everything it's else. Available on everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Netflix has definitely been bringing the heat, though, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like, uh, people get so mad about Netflix, but I like could not be happier yeah. with Netflix as a service. I mean, like, I like the content yeah. they put out. I like their back catalog that rotates. I like this game stuff now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It would take a lot for me to, to cancel my Netflix, yeah. honestly. I agree. Uh, also worth worth pointing out that this mobile version came to Netflix concurrently with a huge update for every version of oh, the yeah. game called the Advanced Edition that comes with tons of extra content and stuff like that. So um, even if you do play this on another platform or don't want to play the Netflix version or whatever, um, that content update is out everywhere now, including the new mobile version. You know, so, is that a DLC pack on other platforms or is it just a free update? I'm not sure how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's free though. <clears throat> but anyway, good game. Check it out. Um, wrapping back around to a little bit of Apple, Apple arcade discussion. I just thought this was interesting because of uh, who this is. Um, the, the new game this week is hero ish. And um, I always thought it looked kind of familiar. And then I found out it was by X backflip uh, studio developers. Oh, and then I was like, oh, my God, this game looks like Army of Darkness defense. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it turns out that it's sort of a spiritual successor to that, um, including some X backflip people um, that made it and kind of like had all the ability to do everything they've ever would have wanted to do with that type of game. That's cool. And that's what Heroish is. So, um yeah, the studio is called Sundling, and um, Julian is the founder. Julian of Backflip, oh, who's nice. kind of the main one of the co-founders of Backflip, and kind of their head honcho. Yeah, Julian's an awesome and dude. Truly, incredibly, awesome dude. probably. I I think it'd be fair to say, like one of the smartest people in mobile gaming yeah. that I have ever met. Smart and um, kind and generous, like a really good, super nice guy. Really yeah. good kind of combination of of just like yeah. industry professional. Yeah. So I don't think I did not write about it when it happened, but I, I wished I would have, but, um, backflip got shut down in 2019. And so one of the big sort of story was a little weirder than that though. Isn't it like they got bought by Hasbro for like a ton of money and then like everyone had some kind of like retention thing where like pretty much most of the people like all resigned like on the same day. Yeah. Right. And then something like, that, like the yeah. fumes I, I'm, I, this is just from memory. So there might be, but yeah. then like the fumes of backflip eventually just finally got shut down. Yeah. Basically that. Um, but yeah, I remember I did write about when that, when Hasbro bought, they bought like an 80% stake or 70% stake or something like that. For a lot of money. So essentially became like controlling yeah. a party of backflip. And um, Let's see how yeah, you know, we talk about a lot of money, I feel like we live in a different era now. This was in 2013. They bought Backflip for 120 million. And 112 looks like. Oh, 112 million. Yeah. That is like peanuts, right? When you think of that's the company that made Dragon Veil. I mean, I guess. Um, the the problem was though, like it's it <laughs> it would seem to me that um Hasbro would want them 
this is always the problem with like buying mobile studios, right? Is like, mm-hmm. it's really hard to duplicate success, you know? And like they yeah. had a true runaway hit with, with Dragon Vale. Yeah. And, you know, I bet if you talk to any of those guys that made Dragon Vale, and I'm probably have had this conversation before with them and I just don't remember, right. but they probably, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, we had no idea this game was going to like, Oh yeah, absolutely off, blow up. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always the case with this stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't know. People just really liked it, and it exploded. But and Hasbro so, comes in and is like, "Make four more dragon yeah, veils." Yeah, exactly. It's like, yes, <laughs> okay, we want, we'll buy you, but we want four of these. And then it's like, yeah, okay, right. well, you're like asking me to go back to the gas station and buy four more winning lottery tickets. Yeah, I'm like, I right. don't even know how I got this one. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I, that's probably. Uh, <clears throat> you know, discounting it more than, yeah, I mean, because it takes a lot of savvy to recognize that and then maintain a hit and, and keep pumping out content stuff like that. So it's not like, you know, I don't want to reduce it and say like, it's just a lottery ticket, but yeah, that type of success is hard to just say, okay, we're going to do that again. Yeah. Um, and you look at somewhere like King, that's kind of like their, that's what they try to do. And that's why they soft launch and test so many games that never even release is Mm -hmm. because they're very much, like, let's not even bother. We'll, we'll cut our losses. Well, remember... Um, if it doesn't seem like something's um, going to work out. Backflip is also, like, really ahead of the curve on kind of, like, building these, like, different little free games that were ad-based that they then used yes. to, like, fire their lasers into a new game. Oh, they had a massive ad network built up that was, um, yeah. Like, the, I, the I think they might have been one of the first if not the first to like really do that because like yeah they were i think so yeah, what were, i can't even remember the names like they were doing like kind of like little mini game style like free games with ads kind of thing and they'd release a new one yeah. and then all the other games like paper toss and um strike night i think was one of them right yeah. um man i'm gonna be thinking of these all weekend now i'll be like oh yeah there's another one but they'd release so these, and then so they, they, all the ads and all of their games would just be pointing people to a new game. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, guess what? That's yeah. on the top charts now, too. Yeah. And well, I, I, I remember... Um, I always they, thought that was so smart. Yeah, we um, we were fortunate enough when the Tetracade app came out to um, mm-hmm. have them feature the Tetracade app as one of their, like, apps. Yeah, and it was crazy. They showed like, the amount of downloads together that was unbelievable. Did a lot. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but anyway... See. Uh, yeah, always kind of a bummer the backflip shut down, but pretty cool that they uh, live on in the form of a new studio that is called Sunblink. And uh, is that the oh, name there's the a name there's names? a whole backflip uh, wiki, believe it or not, on uh, Wikipedia, uh, on uh, fandom, oh its own wiki fandom.com. Oh. <laughs> that's not, that's not surprising. Um, but yeah, trying to find their games list. They released a bunch of popular games, and um, Army of Darkness Defense was uh, one of my favorites. I loved it back in the day. So pretty cool to see a sort of spiritual successor to that launch. Um, honestly, this is the, probably the most excited I've been for a new Apple Arcade game was, since I mean, Point P, I guess. Army of Darkness was or really good. Or I guess good. that was Netflix. What's that? Army of Darkness was really good. So yeah, I mean, that's... Um, it was. It was a super good fan service game. And like a decently good like castle defense game, but it just works so well as an army of darkness game. I thought it was, it was like yeah, hard. To I'm not, gonna I'm gonna grab this. Like. I I miss this one. Yeah, now that I uh, what was the last Apple Arcade game I was excited? I've been playing about? a lot of uh, Hero Emblems too, actually. Yeah, how's that going? Hard so game? my my I, I love it. Great game. Um, yeah. Weirdly difficult in some spot spots as yeah, yeah. as you said. Like I was fucking like so you you 
you go through like the little tutorial thing, it throws you out into the world map. And then it's like, very obvious, like, okay, this is where the next thing is. But there's this turn to the left, that looks like you're gonna go through some woods, right? And I was like, Oh, okay, like, I'm sure there's gonna be some treasure in there or something like that. Like, let's do this first, right? Like, it's, it's like the perfect little breadcrumb trail to get you to like, get something extra, right? And and I was getting, I was getting absolutely shit on in those woods. And I, I was surprised, like, like, basically, the next thing you do outside of the tutorial like requires you uh-huh. like really think about your moves and like yeah. what party members you're gonna like activate yeah. their pieces like win and all that stuff yeah. yeah um my one beef with this game is that i wish it was a little bit better with saving yeah um, i've heard that because like it seems like it will only save once you've gotten out to back out to the world map it, the way it's supposed to save is after every battle. And some of those dungeons are many, many battles yeah. in a row. So that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, it's, I mean, it can take you an hour to fight through one like boss fight. So mm-hmm. it's, it sucks to not be able to just shut it down yeah. real quick and go do something else. Like, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't save the state after like every turn, basically. Like, I, I don't know either. It seems I don't odd. know if it's a technical thing or what, but. Cause that, that um, is like the only, my only turnoff with that game is like, yeah. you know, cause you know, like most people, I play a lot of, a lot of junk on my phone and get distracted by other stuff. You know, I've got a text message oh, yeah. or something else. And mm-hmm. like, my problem is I've been, um, been doing a bunch of playing magic arena still. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that my problem is that magic arena is such a memory hog that like when yeah. I load it up, it just probably kicks everything else out of memory. Yeah. So yeah. then when I go back to hero emblem, it's like, Oh cool. We're loading up precious time. Yeah. You know, yeah. which I don't know. Maybe it would be a better on Switch or something like that. Or a Steam Deck. <laughs> or a Steam Deck. But uh, uh, but yeah, no, it seems... Still a really good game. Really, yeah. And, and, um, and I don't, again, I don't know if like my use case, because I'm playing, uh, you know, fiddle around so much with Magic Because like, what'll happen yeah. is like, I'll be playing Hero Emblem. I'll get a text message or phone call or get distracted, put my phone down somewhere else. Then I'll like pick it up later Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. like, load Magic Arena or something like that. And then when I go mm-hmm. back to load Hero Emblem, I've lost mm-hmm. all that progress, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's not something yeah, I, I like doing intentionally, but that's you know, typically, like, yeah. you know, you're jumping between apps and games and stuff like that on your phone. And yeah. you're not really yeah. thinking about, like, oh, well, I better make it to this checkpoint in this game. Because yeah. yeah. it's just, like, not yeah. how mobile games typically, like, ever work, no. you know? Or in most cases, most games on most systems nowadays yeah. don't aren't like that. Yeah. Like I got to make it to a save point, mom, before I clean my room. It's like you should be able to just kind of stop and frequent saving or suspending the system, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Hero Emblems Two, lots of hidden stuff in that game. I'm finding really out good. Too. It's I'm- worth reading through the forum thread for it because a couple people have posted some lengthy like tips stuff. Mm-hmm. with stuff that i never knew that kind of blew my mind and i think i talked about this last week i'm still playing through the first one replaying it um i don't know if i'm gonna end up finishing but i want to just move on to two yeah i've been and like it doesn't really matter i know you've but, mentioned that a couple of times and i've been like, originally i was like i don't want to like have like i, don't, I want i want to like make cool discoveries in this case so far yeah. like playing it i've been like oh that's neat this yeah. is over here oh i just figured it out that's cool um but at the same time like i find myself getting shit on a yeah. lot and i'm like i wonder if i'm like missing something obvious that yeah. is going to make the game more fun for me. Well, I'll find, I'll find the link to this post specifically. I'm thinking of that's not really spoiler stuff, but it's a lot of strategy stuff. That's not super well explained yeah. or things that I wouldn't have thought of. 
Because there's other stuff too where it's like, oh, this specific really powerful item is in this specific spot on the map, and maybe you don't want to know that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. See, because um, like that's strategy ruined, wise. Yeah, yeah. Like that's ruined games stuff. for me before, where it's like, yeah. oh, okay, so the first thing you do is kind of like cheese your like die seven times to cheese your way to this chest, and then inside yeah. of it is a very, uh, very powerful sword or whatever, and then it's like, okay, well, I just pick this thing up, and now like everything that I'm going to get oh. for the next two hours is like garbage. It's not even worth like grabbing, you know. Yeah, I, I, we talked about this guy's post last week, and I linked to it in the show notes. So, um, I'll read it this a, time. Here's the link. Here's the link for you. I'll read it this time. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of good strategy. I'll info. Read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that was uh, that's all the stuff I had to talk about this oh, week. Oh, shields um, only work against physical damage. See, third line in. Bro, learn it. It's yeah, stuff that would would have been good to know. A Wait while a minute, ago you can that. retreat, dude. I'm dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> this is all stuff that probably this guy should have wrote the tutorial for the game because it's got like some real basic. I genuinely stuff. had no idea that you could retreat from a fucking battle. <laughs> well, you're on your way to having a better time, I think, with hero emblems too now. Okay, well, um, I yeah, really should uh, just post that guy's guide wholesale. On, those on two topic. things are. Uh, shields only works against physical shields only work against physical damage. You can retreat if you want. That's uh, already helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My kid put a sticker on my laptop, and I tried to peel it off, and now I got sticker residue, and it oh, is gotta get some putting me on tilt. Get some goo gone, baby. Um. Anyway, I uh, that's all I had to talk about this week for mobile game stuff. Do you want to talk about Playdate? Well, all? there isn't really any more. Oh, oh yeah, actually, there is a Playdate follow-up, but this this is not Spoiler Zone, so we don't need to really caveat this. So You don't need to leave, I guess. But. Um, so, actually, this is a pretty good recap, because, like, so last week, um, in the super secret Playdate chat, if you've been skipping that, um, it was the end of season one for me yeah. as, as a uh, first wave shipping yeah. person. Like, I got mine on the yeah. first week we came out, so I was on the bleeding edge of, of stuff. So, kind yeah. of a retrospective of that whole thing, and... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of left it at um just us speculating like okay what's gonna happen with season two like what's gonna happen is yeah. it gonna be another play date like or you know like when's it coming out how much is it gonna cost like all that kind of mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's kind of weird because like we stopped recording um mm-hmm. and i like you know went through my email and you know did <laughs> like other crap that had yeah. taken place in the hour that we spend on zoom and had a link to a survey from Panic where mm-hmm. one of the questions was like, how much would you pay um, for the next season of games, the next season of twelve mm-hmm. games? Um, yeah, and it was like increments of ten dollars from nine ninety nine up to fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting. So it, it seems like they're gathering that data and will likely use it to price their stuff based on what people think i don't know yeah uh it's and like we talked about last week too it's like i feel like it's hard to say oh it should only be five bucks or something like that if it's going to include because it, it very specifically says 12 more games and not mm. 24 right and so originally hey, let, me, let me check season yeah. one was going to be 12 games and then things got delayed with the unit <laughs> itself and blah 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 and one of their ways of sort of like 
easing the pain of all the delay stuff was like, hey, by the way, we've doubled the amount of games we're going to include in season one. So I think a normal yeah, season so, under normal circumstances would be 12 games. Yeah, the question so, specifically is what's the highest price you're willing to pay for a new season of 12 games? Once again, we're yeah. asking about 12 games. Yeah, 12. So um, in that sense, too, I mean, if you're doing the five bucks a game average, 12 games, 60 bucks, that still feels like a tough sell to be like, hey, give us 60 more dollars. I yeah. mean, I think it's fine. I think for your average person, though, they'd be like, oh, well, it's been 60 bucks I mean, on 12 games. I don't know. Sure. But then, you know, you look at you look at like the itch.io page and all the stuff that's tagged Playdate. And it's like these prices are all over the place, ranging from yeah. like 10 bucks, right. $6 and 66 cents. Yeah. Uh, three bucks, six yeah. bucks. No, I know. Twelve ninety nine. I know. I, I, I think it's a difficult problem because it's it's I feel like you're Actually, you don't buy games in like subscription bundles like this normally. Right. Where there's surprise games. I mean, I guess there's mystery yeah. bundles out there and stuff, but those are usually like five bucks for 20 Steam games, mystery games. And it's like, OK, five bucks. See if maybe I'll get something good. This is sort of like, hey, give us 60 bucks. We're going to do another. I mean, I, I think you're. Your faith lies in Playdate doing a good job of curation. What they did a fantastic job of season oh, one. Dude, right? Look at this. So this this twelve ninety nine game is, I guess, a pre order. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it in Discord. So it's called Waste Braver: A Tiny Survival Tale. This is fucking nuts. Whoa! How is this running on Playdate? Dude, people are figuring out some pretty crazy stuff. Well, so anyway, the thing I wanted to talk about Playdate last week that I didn't have a chance to get to is that. Um, there is a podcast by one of our forum members hmm. that's all about the play date. Um, let's see. Uh, Call me Steam on the forums. Should recognize that person. He's been around forever. Um, the podcast is called the Hello Playdate Podcast. Oh, I've seen that. I've and, seen people. I've seen that talked about on Twitter. Oh, I really? I haven't listened to it yet because I'm busy listening to totally dumb bullshit. But yeah. So what's interesting is that they maintain. Uh, a, a page on itch that is um, each person on the podcast does a recommendation. Oh, really? Um, every week for or every episode for a new game that they liked or whatever. That's how do not, I find that on itch right now? Uh, I'll here. I'll put the link in and I'll put the link in the show notes for anyone listening that wants to. Because this is it, exactly but, um, my problem. Is like, you know, yeah. I, so this is sort of like somebody that knows Playdate well curating a set of all of these random games that we've talked about is like they're so it's so overwhelming um what's good mm. and what's not or whatever well this is sort of their jam is they play these these okay. uh, other games cool. and then talk about them on their podcast and then maintain this sort of um recommendation page um so at least that's it narrows things down to be like here's stuff that some people think are really good. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could listen to the podcast and stuff like that and, and they talk all about what the games are like. Who has whatever, time for but, listening to podcasts? Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Um but anyway, pretty cool. So I wanted to give a shout out to the Hello Playdate podcast. Um and Call Me Steam, who's on our forums and Discord and stuff like that, has been active member of Petricade for I don't know, a long time, as long as I can remember. Um, uh, yeah, what's, so it's tricky for me personally to, to get back to the, the pricing thing is like, mm-hmm. it's like if you, it's hard to give like a price point without knowing what's going to be in the thing. Right. So if it was like, mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to deliver 12 games like Ratcheteer, mm-hmm. 
um, super in 60 bucks all day long with yeah. zero hesitation, right. you know, like That's totally thing, fine. Right. Yeah. If it's 12 games, like, and it is, I, I don't mean this in a way, but like 12 games, like white, white water wipeout or, right. Right. Um, you know, like flipper lifter or yeah, you know, some of these yeah. other games that are like very kind of like one note sort of like mini game style mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that would be hard to rationalize for that much money for me. Like that, that I think is like a 20 to $30 season maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so I, it's tricky because like, right. They want to like maintain, I think there's like this, I think there's something cool about it being like a mystery game. Like, so, oh, you're buying a, a grand that's bag part of, of the fun, games, right? right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's hard to have like the value prop behind it without well, really kind of like knowing at least what kind of games you're going to be getting. So it's, 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 it's all about, it's weird because it's all about how it's portrayed. Right. So like, if you were like, Hey, buy this DVD box set for $60, you don't know what the show is. You haven't watched it before. Would you buy a box set of something you've never known. No, you buy the TV shows you already like that you yeah. want to watch more. Or I guess something that like my friends recommended to me, like someone I was like, if you were like, yeah. oh dude, you got to buy the Breaking Bad box set. I'd be like, oh, okay. But the, it's, you know, uh, you've, you've spent well over $60 on Netflix that's filled with tons of stuff that you've never seen that surprised yeah. and delighted you or stuff that you didn't like at all, right? But you're yeah. paying for that. So it's like- a weird comparison, but I'll, I'll it, it. is a weird comparison, but it's kind of true because if you think about it, if like- if they were like, hey, Playdate season one is going to be over the course of, of three months, you pay five bucks a month or 10 bucks a month and you get all these season games or whatever. I mean, that's overcomplicating it too much for them, I think, to be like, oh, what happens if someone cancels or, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, if you looked at it more from that perspective of like, hey, for 10 bucks a month, the next three months, we're going to give you a new game every week would be more like, OK, that's kind of cool. It's sort of like a mystery bundle subscription things on like Humble or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the Humble choice thing is or whatever. So I don't know. But if you tell everyone, like if you told someone like, hey, um, give me 60 bucks up front and you can have three months of Netflix and you're not going to know what's on it. That's more like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think the season two thing is going to be really tricky for them because like, I yeah. think a lot of people and myself included just kind of looked at it as like, oh, the play date's 180 bucks and I get 24 free games or 20 yeah. free games or whatever. I did. I totally looked at it that way so you know and so i mean i would have bought it whatever i just wanted one but i think it's it's going to be hard for him like so the other things asked in the survey were um like uh things that, that you thought were missing from the playdate hardware and um <laughs> those were like backlit screen <laughs> a usb yeah. to USB C cable more storage color screen bigger screen better speaker yeah. Uh, other yeah. case colors, longer battery life, faster Wi-Fi, stuff like that. And I was, I was yeah. like backlit screen, and the other one was other. I said backlit screen, and kind of answered backlit screen again. For, yeah, for that. I. It's um, funny. I don't. I sometimes wonder if I would care about color or not. Yeah, I like the black I, and white. I like white. the one bit stuff. I think I it's think fine, cool. but I do think a color one would be cool. But more than anything, I need a screen that I can see. Yeah. Um, um would make and then there was another question better. that was interesting about like what do you think is lacking from the playdate software and i don't really remember there's a bunch of different options and the ones that i selected was like the ability to kind of like fast forward your season or mm-hmm. something like that and yeah i think they toyed with the idea of doing that at first oh and, and like, a playdate app store those were the two things that that i yeah, said i wanted good. yeah because like I don't know, like the side loading thing is fine, but the the problem with that is like I I've been 
like most modern stuff, you don't need to worry about updating. You know, like you're turn on right. your Steam Deck and it updates your phone, updates everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. and with like yes. the, while the side loading stuff works, like you need to be, I don't know, I guess like subscribe to the project on itch.io and like get notified yeah. that there was a significant update that is significant enough for you to care about. Then you need to like sideload it again. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. totally pay more for shit that I could just like install and like just not worry about, you know? Right. Right. Um, yeah. I think yeah, I agree other other responses that was like easier way to share screenshots and like uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know other stuff like that. I don't know it, a bunch of things that would be cool if it had, but uh, not stuff that I think is as important as um, yeah being able to yeah. fast forward the season and stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, but yeah, so uh, really interested to see what, kind of what happens next with the play day stuff. I still think that we should um, we should start just like grabbing a couple of these games on on itch.io and just do like play date random game chat at the end of the podcast if you want just need yeah to, i'm done with that we can remember, use the uh yeah this this new found curation um to help guide us towards stuff yeah to, i mean uh, there's just like ones out. that look cool that i've been meaning to try like this necro crisis kind of like shooter game looks yeah. neat mm-hmm. um i know this, god we live in such amazing times that i just i Will I have time to even play one random playdate game a week? I don't Super know. Corporate tax evader sounds neat. Yeah. Really regretting having these kids. They really take up too much of your time. Yeah. So you just need. And uh, a wife. Would you not need recommend. need a uh, live in, uh, what are they, au pair? Yeah. I know. <laughs> and then you'd be living on Easy Street. Uh, maybe uh, that should be a Patreon tier. As you'll come watch my kids for there me while go. I play video games. There you go. Um, or you just need okay, to get into a, a sister wife situation. So you're, uh, uh, all your, I get the appeal now. All I your totally different wives. It. I mean, cause when you watch <laughs> sister wives, like Cody's off just fucking around, like his wives are, his wives I, are I don't handling watch everything. sister wives, but I know you do. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I see, I see the benefits of that. Um, anyway, let's wrap things up because, uh, speaking of wives, my wife started going back to work again. And so now my days are shorter uh, work and sucks. uh it's really hard to get everything done especially on fridays so we'll see what happens we'll see if there's a game of the week in a podcast post or not um so anyway thanks everyone for listening uh you know how to help us out by going to patreon.com forward slash touch arcade doing your amazon shopping through touch arcade.com forward slash amazon or just go to our switch oled accessories post and buy 10 of everything we have listed that would be great hmm. um and uh, yeah, shoot us uh, emails at podcast at touchrk.com. We always love hearing from Breaking you. news, Jared. Vince McMahon's retiring as WWE CEO. Well, he's he's in deep water for all his, uh, his shenanigans. Did you see the Triple H is uh, back too? They announced it just before we started recording. No, I didn't see like, that, but he... Mm, interesting. He, I know that Stephanie's been acting CEO since he stepped down because of all of his... Uh, fair drama but uh you know what i'm really uh, what i'm looking forward to is like the Mm. tell all ww like going all the way back to the earliest days of wwf like the inevitable Mm. documentary or book or whatever that's going to hit like a day after vince dies yeah right yeah (laughs) because i'm sure you can fill novels upon novels of of that yeah or you know like whatever time period you need to wait in order to like not get like sued into oblivion yeah doing right. something like that <laughs> okay uh that's it 
Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya. 